And three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another another episode of Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today is my good friend, mortgage broker extraordinaire, one of Canada's nicest, best mortgage brokers, and uh, somebody who I definitely always thoroughly enjoy my time with, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today? I am awesome, Jeff. Always awesome talking to you. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm glad people just can't see what we do just before we start. Cause... Well, that's that's what I was about to comment on as well. Is, is that is that you just because you're the one who turns on when we actually start the meeting and you you give the intro. You start it off. You always wait until something's just happened when we're both like neither of us can hold a sentence together because we're laughing so hard. You're like, let's start now. Hey man, it's setting, it's setting the state. You know, we got to be in the proper state for this. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Good? I'm doing awesome. Yourself, Jeff? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. So um, this is an interesting topic. And it's funny because uh, one of the guys that I, I subscribe to their, I don't know if he's weekly or monthly or bi-weekly emails, uh, put something out to, the, to this effect today. And it's about the, the market bubble or lack thereof or possibility of. And you have an it, uh, economics background, if I'm not mistaken, from McMaster. I do, yes. Yes. So you said you were reading a couple of articles about what's driving the market and what's going to drive the market. Why don't you uh, enlighten us with your philosophical musings on the market, sir? <laughs> well, what, one of the ones was uh, was an, an int- there were really two, as you said, two articles that I, I read just a little while ago this morning. Uh, and they both sort of piqued my interest because they're both really talking, as you said, about about what's happening. Uh, one of them written by a, uh, a TD economist, and that one was really focused around, call it the fear of missing out. And mm-hmm. just a psychology that, uh, that when things are going at a certain pace, and especially with real estate right now, with prices seem to be steadily increasing, increasing, increasing. Steadily. Fear- <laughs> consistently yeah okay that's better <laughs> uh that, that the fear of missing out starts kicking in that that's where wait a second that that house that i could have bought last year that was 600 or last month that was 600 is now 620 it's now 630 and so that fear of missing out of i've got to get in now i've got to get in now is one of the factors that that kind of can accelerate things in the short term as you've got people who are on the sidelines or saying, and they see what's happening. They just want to jump in right now. So let's, let's expound upon that because I know myself, um, when you get into, to financial stuff, people start to ask you questions. I'm sure it's like any doctor that's out there. Hey, can you look at this mole when you're sitting there having beers? And I, I do get it all the time. And the number one thing I get from people who are looking to buy their first home is I feel if I don't buy one now, I'll never be able to afford one. What do you say about that? It, uh, I, I'd love to say that's not the case, but in, in recent times, that has been a trend happening just because things have been increasing at such a consistent, well, not really a consistent rate of increasing, but things have just continually been going up. And especially as we're continuing to see double digit uh, as far as percentage increases in price, it, it is making it harder for younger people to get into the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it also depends on where they want to live. That's correct. Uh, Cause I mean, if somebody's trying to buy a place up on, you know, 
tuck to yuck tuck. I'm sure the, the the real estate up there is not quite as crazy as is, is in uh, southern Ontario right now. But um, do you feel that there there will be a time when the market starts to come back down and make it more affordable for first time home buyers? Uh, well, I think that, uh, I mean, the last year, the last year, what's happened has been crazy that I think the prices increase. I think I read 24.8% is the average price increase across <laughs> Canada over the past year, which really got accelerated by interest rates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and going back to the fear of missing out and people saying, well, rates are so low. I've got to get in right now and take advantage of these low rates. The problem is they're stepping in and, and it's great right now, but in a few years time when they've got to renew their mortgage at higher rates, how are they going to be able to handle that debt? That, that's always what you've got to, you've got to weigh out. It's not so much what's the payment today, but what's the payment going to be in a few years time. And I, I like to say the, the, the younger people I'm not worried about. And the reason being someone buying a property in their late twenties, early thirties, the reality is, is that four or five years down the road, they will most likely be earning more money. You would hope so. But just, just generally speaking, based on where they're at in their career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, l- let me just touch on sort of is, is what's gonna, are we, are we, looking for a huge correction, which is, I think, sort of the mentality that's out there is, well, with things accelerating the way they are, is this going to keep going or is suddenly it's going to well, hit, hit the flip side and price are going to drop? Mm-hmm. And that's where really the, the other, uh, other article I read talking, this was written by an RBC economist, um, just to show I, I diversify. I'm not specific to any one bank here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, but really, it, it's talking about immigration. Mm-hmm. And, and let's face it, one of the major factors that's been driving house prices, particularly southern Ontario, Vancouver, some of the major markets where the majority of immigrants have been coming to has been immigration. Mm-hmm. And with 1.2, I mean, I believe it's 1.2 million people uh, who they are projecting to be coming to Canada as newcomers over the next three years, uh, that's, I mean, if you, you say, well, let's call it three people per household. That's about 400,000 households. Mm-hmm. That's 400,000 places where people need to live every year. Well, that that's over, that's over, uh, three years, but so that's, that's over a hundred, hundred thousand households, hundred thousand new place for someone, a place for someone needs to live each year for the next three years. Yeah. That's so, uh, that that and back to the, what you said about the the economics. That's economics one hundred and one. It's it demand supply and demand, and so there is there is a constant demand for housing, which is one of the major things that's that has been fueling the the price increases. So here's where we get into an interesting conundrum because I truly believe that nobody's taking into account the baby boomers downsizing. Do you think there will be a glut of housing coming on the market as these baby boomers are downsizing? And I know it's kind of funny because you're talking about the articles at the beginning and here I come, you know, with a, a left hook on you. But the fact of the matter is, as you know, they're bringing in so many people a year. The Canadian government has mandated that they want to bring in 400 to 450,000 people a year because of the pension shortfall that's going to happen with the baby boomers by the end of the decade. Yes. So do you think that we'll have a glut of pre-existing houses on the market as this transition is happening? 
based well based on the numbers that are coming in, I'd say no. Okay. I mean, they're 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 con- and they're they're constantly having to build more mm-hmm. because yes, they they are I'll say downsizing, meaning that they're moving out of their house, but they still need to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you'll have you'll have some of the the houses that they've grown up in, which a lot of them, let's face it, a lot of them have grown up in houses. There've obviously been some in in condo market, but a lot of them have grown grown in houses. And the, as those houses come on the market, and as we're seeing, just based on the continued demand for housing, uh, that they are being they're being bought up. So you believe they're going to continue to build houses at the same time as all of these houses that, that people are downsizing from are going to be snatched up as long. Well, the, the builders will continue building as long as people are buying the houses. Fair. <laughs> and people will continue buying the houses as long as they need a place to live, mm-hmm. be it there, be it for them to live in or to buy as an investment. See, I find the economics of the whole thing very fascinating to actually, you know, the current prices are being driven strictly by psychology. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there, there is enough demand for people, but they've, they've exited the major urban centers and come to the uh, um, uh, rural areas. But at some point they're probably going to go back. Right. Some will, some won't. I mean, what, what you're saying about like, for instance, the baby boomers, uh, I'm sure that that part of what's driven the the shift from, I'll just say the the shift from being in closer to the GTA to moving into the outskirts, such as yourself, Jeff, in in those outlying areas. I'm sure that a large percentage of those have been the baby boomers. Who say it's t- it's time ta- it's time to downsize. It's time to move out, uh, move out to get some somewhere closer to a lake. Well, you got Lake Ontario and Toronto, but somewhere somewhere where I've got more property can just enjoy things a little bit more. Yeah. So do you figure young people will be snatching up? Do you, do you think it'll be all the young people that have been uh, buying the condos for the last bunch of years that'll be snatching up the, say, the houses in Toronto, the baby boomers will be moving to the country and perhaps new, uh, new Canadians will be going for the condos? Uh, new Canadians are either going for the condos or going for the houses. Yeah. Typically new builds, do you think? Um, the, the, the exact trend there, I don't want to comment. I, I don't know who's buying up the new builds, but I know that, I know that a large percentage of new builds are being bought by, by newcomers and, and let's face it, a lot of people, a lot of people who are newcomers to Canada, their first priority is buying a property. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I mean, you can see that at any, any pre-sale opening for pretty much anything. Folks will line up for, you know, their cousins and their sisters that are coming over and <laughs> they want to make sure that they're first in line to buy these new properties, which is, is incredible to see people lined up at four or five in the morning for some of these things. Have you experienced any of these? Uh, I've, I've definitely, I've experienced, well, I've never lined up at four or five in the morning, but I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely been involved and saw some of the projects where there is like huge demand yeah. to the point where, I mean, I've some seen some where, yeah, they're lining up, but also where they've done it on just a lottery because there's like, they've got three to one demand. They've got three people who want to buy for every one unit they're building. And so they just, well, Hey, put in your thing, we'll do it on a lottery and the people who get picked, they get to buy. Well, I definitely know um, with the condo market specifically, you kind of have to know the right agent nowadays to be able to get the the pick of the litter. 
if there's anything left at the end of the day, well, I guess there's probably a little more left right now than there has been for a lot of years, but uh, I don't think that'll last for, for very long. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to make money in real estate. We all know this, but um, I, I, I personally believe there's always going to be a house available. It's just a matter of how much you can afford it. Yeah. You know, somebody's always going to be selling and somebody's always going to be buying. Do you think the the mentality of I'm going to miss out is a correct one? I know you said about the the, the price. You don't want to get up to um, how do I how do I say what I'm trying to say, Jonathan? Um, do you think that a psychology driven market right now is going to hold until this immigration opens back up? Uh, well, I think I think it's been accelerated by the interest rates. So based on Unless there's suddenly the, the only thing that would change it if if there became a huge amount of people who decided, you know what, I'm going to sell right now. And we all know the media could perpetuate that pretty much any day. Exactly. <laughs> but, but but I mean, let, let's face it. How many people really want to sell the property right now? Because I know a lot of people as well. If I sell my property, then where do I go myself? So barring, you know, some sort of. Um, cataclysmic event you believe these trends the trend is always going to be up well not always for the next few years the trend appears to be going up that's correct yes is this a normal thing for real estate uh well what's been happening in the gta where we really have not seen a downturn in over 20 years Mm -hmm. that is not normal I mean, t- t- typically, I mean, typically real estate, like anything else, it goes through its cycles where every, I think it was, I mean, I heard the stat years ago. I think it was like every seven to eight years, you would expect a downturn. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be huge, but there'd be a downturn. Uh, we just, we haven't had that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that, that the, the major reason is the fact that, that the, the big shift that's happened the last 20 years in Canada has been the increase in immigration and it's just increased the number of people who are coming into the market looking looking to buy up houses and looking well not not even so much to buy houses but just they need a place to live when they get here Mm -hmm. and so if people need a place to live then you need housing and you know what i'll I'll further to that comment it's i I agree with you 100 percent. but i think the thing that toronto didn't have going for it with the immigration is that it wasn't a world-class city until the 2000s yes and when it became a world-class city, that's when the prices needed to catch up with the rest of the world. Yes. Um, I mean, if you look at the prices of anything from London to Tokyo to New York City, Los Angeles, any of these places, it's difficult to find anything under a million dollars. And Toronto still is. You can find places under a million dollars. You definitely I think the can, last yes. stat that I saw was like 1.2 or 1.3 was the median mortgage in Toronto, but... Um, you can still find them for seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. They're probably teardowns at that point, but <laughs> they are still uh, there. But um, I, I, I agree with you. I think immigration and and just a change of view of Toronto is really what was driving that market. I don't, I don't think it's long term sustainable for it to continue at the the pace that it has. But um, for a while, I was kind of a doomsdayer. But the more I learn about the economics of it and stuff, I really don't think that the prices are going to. I, I think that we were 20 years behind. Yes. And that this 20 years of growth has just caught us up to the rest of the world. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And, and what you're saying about being the doomsdayer, I, I, for the long time, I was sitting there going, no prices, they're going too crazy. But as you said, it's, it's the, the transition of Toronto to being viewed internationally as a different type of city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the one that really that, changed my mind on that was Todor Yordanov. Yeah. Yeah. Todor is the one that got me to think, you know what, you're right. When you look at uh, trying to find a place in London, uh, London, England, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> and uh, as the old saying, they're, they're not making any more land. So, Jonathan, that being said, were you to buy a property right now as an investment, where would you buy it? Um. I mean, right now, I think probably the place to look, and I, I've said it a few times when you've asked me this question, but right now, I think the place to look is actually to the Toronto uh, condo market because it has, it's one of the, the areas that has softened. And as COVID is starting, I think we're starting to get to the end of COVID. We're starting to see a bit of light of the, at the end of the tunnel. Then people are going to be returning back to the downtown core. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would 100% agree with you. And that, it, like you said, it's softened. It hasn't really dipped, but it's kind of plateaued. Yeah. Um, but that is an area of opportunity. If you're not looking outside of Toronto, that is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can tell a downtowner. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think there are still some some great areas of opportunity. I think Windsor is still uh, undervalued. I really like that market. It's it's caught up a lot in the last couple of years, though. Oh, it definitely has. Yeah. Cow. Just a few years ago, it was in the last six years, you could have bought a, a what was it, a five bedroom house I was looking at for like $110,000. Oh, I know. I know. That's insane. <laughs> they were all student housing and stuff like that, but oh my gosh. But yeah, I think you're right, especially pre construction uh, condo market, massive opportunity there right now. Um, be able to do assignments and stuff like that. But uh, I think that the demand has been so low that now is the time to start looking at those guys because the developers want the sales. They do, yep. And they're going to make special concessions. Jonathan, anything you want to say to wrap it up? Always a pleasure talking with you, Jeff. Thank you Liar. very much, everyone, for, for tuning in. <laughs> Always a pleasure talking when we're on the, these podcasts with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. Don't lie to people. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jonathan. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I do enjoy our time together. And uh, if you want to find out more about what's going on with uh, the market and have a few questions about financing with Jonathan, or if you want to be on the show, you can certainly shoot him an email at ipincome at amortgageplan.com. I really need to change that email address, I think, because you made me realize what we made it. And IP income at a mortgageplan.com is the email address. Uh, if you want to download the book, you can certainly go to uh, investmentpropertyincomebook.com. Download a free version of the book that we, uh, we wrote just for you to learn how to get investment property income, as it says in the title. Again, Jonathan, appreciate your time. Have a fantastic day, and thank you for listening. We will see you soon.